Hello and welcome to Simply Technical. We just had a episode with Dylan, uh, MMA fighter. Make sure you check that out. But today we're going to talk about buying and selling on Amazon and eBay, and then how to make money on it. That's all the important things. How to make money. We all want to make money. Uh, I'm Evan. Keaton's on the end, and yep. we brought back Chance. It's been several episodes. Good to be back. It's probably been. 10 episodes since you've been on, but... It's been a while. I don't know how many episodes, but it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. but we hate you, so we they didn't want to bring you back on. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> you had to scrape, scrape the bottom of the barrel to get me back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Chance and I both have experience. Chance has a lot more experience uh, selling on Amazon. Obviously, we all buy... Uh, I have a lot of experience buying on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of experience buying on Amazon. Uh, and then also eBay for... You know, mainly used stuff, but not always. Uh, so we have experience selling on both the platforms. You know, we're just your run of mill guys, but we sell on it. Um, right now, we're selling a bunch of Amazon stuff that we got from a kind of a garage sale, is the best way to put it. Chance, wouldn't you? Yeah. So right now we've been, uh, and it's been a, it's been a learning process the whole time, but we got it. We were able to uh, buy a lot of stuff for pretty cheap. It fell off of an Amazon truck, essentially, and uh, we got it for almost nothing, uh, which was nice. And so we've been been selling that for a little while. We'll probably have another year, year and a half of selling that stuff until it's all gone. But anyway, yeah, we were we lucked into some good stuff, and it was all straight off Amazon's trucks. And so it's all it it could all go right back on Amazon, right? So that's nice. Uh, sometimes Amazon doesn't have the listings and stuff, so it makes it a little harder to repost it. But this stuff was just straight off the Amazon truck, and it worked out. So once we got our product, say say you bought a product uh, or buy a product from a manufacturer, say it's China or United States, uh, you go straight to Amazon and say, I want to sell. You call them up and say, hey, I want to sell. That's not how it works really, is it? Well, good luck finding the, the number to call Amazon. <laughs> I have it saved because <laughs> I found it back when, when, it, when you could still find it, but good luck finding the number for Amazon. <laughs> Contact us. We'll sell it for $100 a pop. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, we go down two different roads. Uh, if you want to go down the road, and maybe we just hit both of them. Uh, so one road is like how to get started, how to sell on Amazon, eBay, some of that, and other roads of like some lessons learned, just experiences that I've had and we've had over the last few months, but I've had over the past several years. Um, yeah, I don't know which one you well, you want to go down first. Well, your main one of your I say your main business. You have a your own business, mm -hmm. uh, STI Tools. Mm -hmm. uh, they sprinkler SRT. You correct. Yeah, so we manufacture and sell a sprinkler removal tool for lawn sprinklers. Uh, it allows you to change a sprinkler head without digging, uh, a lawn sprinkler head without digging. So so check it out if you want to purchase <laughs> that's it. That's very useful. Working, <laughs> doing stuff in landscapes, you, you know that that's like. Yeah, so for sure. So being able to change lawn sprinkler without digging is pretty nice. Yeah. And and you don't upset the soil, right? So if you go dig up a hole for your lawn sprinklers, then you end up making this big muddy mess and you tear up the friggin grass and then you got to come back two days later and straighten the head up because you're not going to get it back straight you know there's a lot of it's it's a headache to go dig one yeah. up and get it back straight and you know right, right where it's supposed to be and point it in the right direction and everything so yeah so if you can pop it out pop one back in same hole don't upset the soil or anything then it's definitely a big plus yeah why do you sell your product on amazon you're pretty much exclusive on amazon i mean you'll sell it wherever you can but yeah, so we still on our website on Amazon. Uh, I've been going back and forth on how exclusive we are with Amazon. So we're back 
20, 2012, whenever we really started selling stuff online, 20, I want to, I'm trying to remember, it's either 2012 or 2013 when Amazon Prime came out. Um, we were talking, I was partners with a guy over in Amarillo uh, at the time. So anyway, we were talking about Amazon Prime and like, I knew it was a big deal coming out, and I didn't take as much advantage of it as I should have. But uh, anyway, Prime had just came out, like say, 2012, 2013 timeframe. We just started really pushing online, uh, trying to sell online a lot more than in stores. We had 12 stores in the Am- Amarillo Pan- or Panhandle area of Texas, and so we had 12-ish stores at that point. Um, but like I said, we are tr- really trying to sell online. And I said, Prime had just come out, and I was like, holy crap, we better get on this, right? Figure out how to do this and, and get on it. Because this was back, like I said, this was back, I don't remember how, it was cheap. Whatever it was, it was cheaper. <laughs> but anyway, you get Prime, and uh, and that was when it was like free everything. Like free overnight, like, or maybe four ninety nine overnight or something. And you get on anything. Like you could order anything, it was four ninety nine overnight, three ninety nine overnight. But anyway, so anyway, so we try, We got on that train um, there. I want to say, I think it was 2013. Anyway, 2013, we, we got on Amazon. We've been selling Amazon ever since. Uh, like I say, some years were more. Uh, we still, I don't know, some years were, were more exclusive to Amazon than others. De- kind of depends on how it all worked out. Uh, recently, I've been kind of debating the decision on being as uh, exclusive to Amazon as I as we are. Like I so said, we do sell on our website, but we are still pretty exclusive to Amazon. And so you're exclusive. You're pretty much right now you're exclusive because it's easy? It's easy. <laughs> you <laughs> so manufacture you, your product and just ship yeah, it. What's yeah, so easier warehouse? about it? So what it allows us to do is not have to care about shipping and handling, which is super nice, right? I can go, and this is a nice part when we first did it as well. Um, I can go make 500 tools and go put them on a pallet, send a truck to Amazon. They warehouse it all and manufacture. I mean, they don't, you know, we manufacture and then they take care of all distribution, right? So in, right, we just, we Whether sell. Whether it's California right, or. Wherever it's going. And you get, you get uh, free two-day and over i don't think you can get overnight on anymore because uh, it's oversized but anyway get free two-day on it two-day shipping yeah. which is super nice and so as to, to me like i mean you pay a pretty penny to sell on amazon but it's also super nice because a i don't have to ship stuff every day amazon takes care of returns you know credit card information website just crap and customers not being able to pay and there's just a lot of overhead with taking payments online and so and being able and shipping and dealing with you know FedEx and all them and trying to get trying to not get uh, screwed over with the rates and everything and so it just takes a lot off of you when you're when you sell on Amazon and when they wait they do all the distribution for you yeah. and take the payments yeah and you're on a big platform right Amazon's a huge platform yeah. and so that just being on the platform itself is nice uh, yeah. right because you already trust Amazon your Amazon's already got your credit card they've had your credit card for years right so it's on Amazon you just buy it right yep put your you know put your credit card in a sketchy website that's a little that's a little sketchier so yeah. just the the brand loyalty to Amazon and so anyways you gain a lot by selling on Amazon but it's definitely expensive yes yeah, so um, how much are they taking we average about thirty-five percent gross, forty percent gross. Okay. Which all, all also sounds like a lot, and it is a lot for online. But when you're talking about retailing, like a, just retailing a store, I mean, you're talking 50 55 percent, maybe even sixty percent of gross uh, for final sale price goes to the whoever's distributing it and selling it versus you yeah. know manufacturer. And so it's actually cheaper than technical difficulties. I just broke your mic. Um, anyway, it's actually cheaper than it is for. Uh, what it what it would be if you were just in a brick and mortar store, but yeah. it's also like, uh, so it's really nice to sell on Amazon. They handle all that. Uh, you're on a big platform. 
Yeah, it's so it's nice in certain aspects. I mean, it's got those downsides, right? You're you're also very tied to Amazon, right? All your if your sales all come through Amazon, all your reviews are on Amazon, and and you know you you built up traffic on Amazon, right? And so, in terms of the cost of your your Amazon's in charge of you essentially, right? And so whatever they do, and they they definitely pissed me off multiple times. Uh, with just stuff they, you know, they come out with the new rule and they remove your listing and you got to go deal with the new rule and get your listing compliant and everything, right? And so there's definitely a give and take of like, this is super nice because I just give it to y'all and y'all solve all of my problems and I sell a lot more because I'm on Amazon. But there's also the side of, I'm not, I'm not a fan of y'all. Like, why the frick did y'all do that? Like, I don't want to do that, right? Corporate, so, corporate policies, you know, I guess. So, so, and and it's, over time, it's gotten a lot, like, they were super open. Like, when we first started selling Amazon, like, <laughs> it didn't matter what you did. Like if you gave them product, <laughs> if you gave them product and it was making money, they didn't care, yeah. right? And so uh, they've gotten a lot stricter recently, which is kind of one thing we got caught on recently of, of just how strict they're being on on products and and listings and everything, right? And so because on Amazon, right, you make a listing and there's one listing for the product. On eBay, it's it's the opposite, right? Every every seller makes a different listing. Amazon, it's every seller's on the same listing, right? And so, anyway, so there's there's different rules into play, and they're they're starting to handle it in a a better way uh, from a consumer point of view. They're handling it in a better way from a business point of view. It's like it makes me mad, but um, they're they're starting to handle it in a better way from a consumer point of view. Is they're they're trying to be a lot stricter on who can sell on a listing, right? So there's a, a super high top end listing, right? They don't just want anybody putting products on there because they want to keep it like a prime listing and keep it because you know if you move 400 units a month like that's a significant amount of units and so they want to keep moving that right every unit you sell is, is money they make and so they're, they're being a lot stricter here in the last couple of years about who can sell and what you can sell and and trying to be sure the customer's happy whereas before it was definitely the wild wild west of if you just if you're if customers will give us their credit card information and pay us for it we're happy like just send us whatever you want well they didn't they don't want somebody like you said if somebody's selling 400 units a month they don't want some random person coming on and then running the listing by getting bad reviews and right 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 so if you if you just let random people get on the listing then bad reviews can come in because they don't have the same product or they're selling a different product uh there's also ca- cases of selling return products as list is new i mean there's there's plenty of cases where there's they've had issues in the past of like somebody came on the listing and screwed over the listing or you know and you know you lose trust in your customer base right that's one big thing amazon has is trust whereas ebay you're still kind of sketched out by like oh this is coming from china like ah, i don't know what we're gonna get it's gonna it's be too open package it's gonna be three weeks you know who knows <laughs> and then uh but amazon's really built up that trust factor of like we'll send it to you it'll get there in two days we promise and they will ret- like we'll take anything back, right? And so that's another thing you get on Amazon is you get a lot more, a lot more returns. Uh, returns are, are usually higher than you would typically get. Uh, we've probably had six returns total on our website, like what sales we've sold on the website, which is like point zero 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 one percent of returns on that like, stuff that we've shipped out. Um, but then Amazon, it's like we average like five or six percent. So we, we you get a lot more returns on Amazon. And it's just because people just, I mean, for you, people will buy the wrong size. Buy the wrong size is probably half of it. And then half of it's people buy it, use it, and return it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Amazon will let you, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, And you don't feel bad because it's Amazon, right? So I know like electronics, people will buy, they'll buy the electronic from either from Amazon or from a store. They'll use it. It'll break. They'll buy it again on Amazon and then return it with the broken item that they had. Oh, yeah. Well, the, I've even heard horror stories. It's never happened to me before, but I've heard horror stories of, like, you buy a new, like, say you're getting a wireless router. You buy a new one on Amazon 
Well, you put your old one back in the box, close the box up, ship it back to Amazon. Amazon returns it, and whoever the seller is gets it back and says, "Why what is the this? heck? <laughs> this is a this is a four year old Linksys router. Like, why is it a Netgear yeah. box, right?" Yeah. And so I've definitely heard horror stories about that. Of people just you put the old thing back in the box. You know, you buy a new cell phone, you put the old cell phone in the box, ship it back. And so in <laughs> and that so, case, nobody makes money. Amazon makes shit ton of money. On that, Amazon still Amazon also makes money on it because they take your percentage of the business. So the it's really hurting the. But it's hurting whoever's selling the product. The seller, yeah. So if some if if it's a thing that Amazon actually sells, which they're doing more of, right? So here recently, it's bought and and you you can look at the listing and and see this, but it'll say bought and sold by Amazon. That means it's Amazon purchased the product and is actually selling it, right? And there's there's shipped and or shipped by Amazon, sold by the seller and shipped by Amazon. I think is what it is. And then they're sold and shipped by the seller. And so you can, if you look at the listing right below the buy button is where it's typically at, but you can look and see who's actually selling. Is it Amazon that owns the product or is it somebody else that owns the product that's just selling on Amazon's website? Are all, aren't all of Amazon's uh, products that they're selling listed as Amazon Basics or is... No. Not, not, what's the difference? So Amazon Basics is something that Amazon has bought, OEM'd, and put their name on, or, but whereas... There's plenty of stuff that Amazon does OEM, right? So, do you know, I don't know, name a big brand, right? Uh, that OEM as in original... Uh... OEM stands for Original Equipment of Manufacturing. Okay. Um, but typically, it's so it's used kind of loosely at this point in the, in the online selling world. OEM usually means that like, I put my own name on it, is yeah. what an OEM means in kind of the online sales world is like I bought a generic Chinese USB cable and said, Hey China, can you put my name on it? I'll buy 10,000. Right. And so that's stuff that Amazon has put their own name on. So they've made their own brand of Amazon basics. Whereas there's a lot of stuff that they just buy and then sell, but it's the brand like Sony. And I don't know who exactly I'd have to go dig a little bit to get actual, an actual example of a brand that sells on Amazon. Um, they, Xbox? Do you think Xbox? Microsoft? Microsoft and Yeah, I don't know. Some of the bigger, bigger uh, names and, and every kind of, kind of every, I don't know, category is somewhat different. Uh, yeah. A lot of the, like a lot of the technology stuff is all done through distributors, right? Amazon doesn't do much technology unless it's Amazon Basics okay. because there's like some distributor has rights. The HP has, you know, been with for 35 years right and they've already got rights to sell all the hp stuff right and so they're it's more restricted amazon doesn't deal with that but there's a lot of stuff where amazon does deal with like i said i had to look up an example of amazon buying it and selling it for a big name brand but right because there's a lot of cases where they want to keep the brand of what it is and so uh they approached me two years ago saying they wanted to do it i didn't buy off on it uh, you do get more perks on the amazon side but it's also more headache yeah yeah Okay. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Jim. No, no, no. You, you go I was just say. Okay, say I bought ten thousand units from China mm-hmm. of you know Snickers or I mean not food product, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's your product. You buy it. They put your name on it. I want to sell on Amazon. What's the first? The first step is what make an Amazon seller account, I guess. Yeah. So if we're gonna go kind of go down the rabbit hole of like how to get started, so there's and there's plenty of people online like selling their programs and stuff. And I don't think that's at all necessary, right? So the idea is you find somewhere on Amazon that somebody's not already selling something. And you'd be surprised at the places you can find that somebody's not already selling something. Because you would, like, you look at Amazon, you think, well, they've got everything. But then there's a lot, but there's a lot of edge case stuff that they haven't gotten yet that is still wide open for somebody to go 
start buying from China or buying from a distributor, right? It, it, it could even be good products, right? Amazon can, I mean, good products are fine. We just, we end up with a lot of Chinese stuff just because of, that's the nature of the beast of what the world we live in. But uh, it could be a US-based product anyway, right? So if you find an edge case where, and like I say, there's probably some mainstream stuff left that they're not, that's not on Amazon, but really you're getting down to edge cases of like stuff they don't have already listed. And so that's really where the big, like you could, you could do well at is the edge cases where, Hey, I wanted to buy this on Amazon. It's not on Amazon. Can I put it on Amazon? Right? So that's where really where a lot of it could get into is if you find something, then usually you probably stumble upon it, like something you wanted to purchase on Amazon, they don't have. And so that could, that's really where you could open up an opportunity to say, well, do other people want to have this, right? Is, is this a thing that I could sell 10, 20, 30 units a month of on Amazon, right? Because a lot of the big stuff that sells 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 units a month is like, a lot of that's already gone just because a lot, like it's a lot easier for people to come up with those things. But there's yeah. still a lot of, there's still a lot of room of like, Amazon doesn't have things, and uh, that so doesn't mean your your product wouldn't become something like that. That just means no, it's just hard. So what do you do? You you buy, say you buy this product you found from China. It gets mm-hmm. shipped to your place, and then you put it on Amazon, and then ship it out to Amazon, and that's whenever they will they put it online at that point, or is it already online? Yeah. So there's two different ways to do it, right? So there's fulfilled by Amazon and fulfilled by merchant, and there's different rules, and they they kind of vary over the over time, but used to be almost everything was fulfilled by merchant until prime came around when amazon prime came around that's where amazon really started getting in the warehousing yeah. game and distribute distribution game because they realized that hey we've got a great thing going with online sales but distribution is still awful like if you think back six years ago like two-day shipping was like you had to be rich yeah. right yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so they realized that like the the issue the the next issue they want to tackle was distribution of getting stuff to somebody quicker yeah. and so that was really when when Prime kicked off when they really took on that challenge of like distribution is currently awful we have the U S government doing part of it and we have a couple other carriers that don't really care if it gets there that quick right and so anyway so that that's really the way they taught, started to tackle that and they spent a crazy amount of money early on like Prime was like they spent a crazy amount of money paying for overnight shipping or yeah. two-day shipping. Uh, I actually bought, I bought a, I don't know if you know what a lathe is, but it's a woodworking tool. Pretty good size. I mean, yeah. the thing weighed like yeah. 60 pounds. I mean, the thing's a pretty good, it weighed like 60 pounds. I got it overnighted for 499 <laughs> They had to pay, I know they paid $300 to overnight this. Oh I, I looked it up. I like got on FedEx's website. Yeah. It, FedEx quoted me three hundred dollars overnight. This the thing cost me three hundred dollars. So they were just building the brand it didn't, loyalty. Whatever. That That's all right. Whatever. Anything they had, it was going. Freaking overnight, three ninety nine or four ninety nine or whatever, and they didn't care, right? They were supposed to spend a ton of money up front, but it's bottom at this point in time. Overnight and two day is a lot more standard now, right? So they bought the, they bit the bullet, and they had enough momentum behind them that now they can do that, and it doesn't cost them an arm and a leg. Yeah. Now they're actually making money on it, right? Yep. So it's one of those things that they they saw the future and really put an effort and put their money where their mouth was and said, well, no, we're going to invest in this. We're going to spend a butt ton of money on this and we're going to make this better. Yeah. Right. And they made it better. That's like, fascinating. <laughs> so it's literally anything you want. And there's places you can get stuff in two hours. Right. And yeah. so they've literally bit that bullet and they've yeah. went now, you know, what's the next thing they're going to tackle? We don't know, but they're definitely killing it on the distribution game. Yeah. So once I buy my product, I make a seller's account. I make my listing and your listing is going to be at the bottom of the barrel. If you're, not an edge product or if you're trying to sell something a little more mainstream. Um, and then how do you get to prime? 
Yeah, so when you and we, let's kind of back up just a little bit. So buying the product, right? So when you buy the product, or there's, the product there's a little bit overhead with that, right? And so even if even if you can find a, a manufacturer in China already building the product, you're still going to have to buy off on who knows how many thousand of units, depending on what it is. You know, if it's expensive, it could be 100 or 200. But anyway, you're still going to buy off on that. And then you got to have some sort of brand or, or name to put on that, right? So you're going to have to have an LLC something or, set up. It doesn't have to be an LLC, but at least a DBA. Uh, to be able to, or sole proprietorship, some you need you need some sort of name to put on it that you can keep around and you can keep to be your name, right? Because you're going to be putting in time and effort for this product. Well, you it would be nice if you could do two or three or four or five products under the same name, right? And so you're going to be putting effort towards this. So you should there's a little bit of thought. Well, should be put in originally. I'm like, okay, well if I do this product, I'm going to have this name, right? I'm going to keep this name. It's a little bit of thought there, and you got to do UPC codes. You get you got to do the whole sh- whole shebang of like I'm releasing a product, right? And so there's the overhead of all of that. And then when you finally do that, right? You make your listing on Amazon. You prove to Amazon it's a new product, right? And then you get a it goes through their approval process, and you get approved to list on Amazon. And then once you get approved to list on Amazon, it you can send it in for Amazon Prime, right? You just select fill by Amazon and say I'm going to ship 200 units or whatever, right? And you ship 200 units, right? And they'll tell you where to ship it and how to ship it. Like, hey, ship 20 of these over here, 20 of them over here, 400 over here, right? However, whatever, right? They'll break that out and then you just ship it to them, right? So why you, do they? You label it, right? You you label each product individually with your own barcode and everything, but. Yeah, and you ship it to them. So why do they ship to so many different warehouses? Convenience. The two-day shipping, I guess, is the is the. Yeah, because it's a hell of a lot cheaper to ship it if you live if you're shipping to Oklahoma City. It's a hell of a lot cheaper to have it already sitting in Oklahoma City and get it two-day, right? It's a whole lot more expensive to have it in Albany, New York, and ship it to Los Angeles, California. That's much more expensive, right? So they want it close as, as close as possible to the end, end user, and then. Currently, right, they're using a lot of their own delivery drivers too, which means that they literally just pay a delivery driver. It just gets on their list, right? And so it's all local, and uh, and they're they're doing more trucks now, right? You see a lot more Amazon Prime trucks on the road, so they're doing more moving between warehouses than they used to do. They used to not do near as much moving, but now they move a lot of stuff around to try to get it, to try to optimize better because it's a lot cheaper to have a semi move a boatload of products to somewhere where we think they're going to sell, right? Because they have they have sales data, right? They know where the stuff sells from and how, about how many is going to sell, right? And so they try to optimize that of we can pack this whole semi full and it's a whole lot cheaper than us onesie twosie like shipping stuff you know all over the u.s so they take i mean it it seems like they make if you can get the brand loyalty on amazon as a seller it seems like they make your life pretty easy yes no the (laughs) the thing online of people pushing like hey i can work for an hour a week and make a shit ton of money on amazon that's a that's literally a thing yeah like you all you have to do is talk to the china person and say ship these things to this amazon warehouse and you pay amazon out the wazoo yeah because you you can literally ship it directly off from china all the way to the amazon warehouse and pay amazon to do all the work so and then amazon will distribute it it costs more right but yeah you, you know, they'll distribute it they'll label it they'll do everything anything you want right they'll get it all ready to go they'll ship it they'll take returns right you can literally all you have to do is coordinate find a the Chinese manufacturer or whoever the manufacturer is. Like, let's just take China, for example, because it's a big thing, right? You take the, the get in contact with the Chinese manufacturer. You get that thing. You ship it from that warehouse or wherever it's manufactured to the coast. You coordinate the shipping from the coast to coast. You coordinate customs, and you coordinate the shipping from customs to Amazon warehouse. If you do all that coordination and you can actually sell a product on Amazon. It's easy. easy you don't even money. have to touch the product. You literally didn't even touch the product. It's fascinating. But at this point, I mean, people have figured this out. Is yeah. there room 
Is it too crowded of a space to get into? No. And a lot of people will tell you otherwise. And why? I don't know. My no opinion, maybe it's an opinion, right? We haven't yeah. proven this yet. But I, w- I don't think we've even scratched the surface because we still have Walmart. People still go to Walmart. People still go to Target. People still go to freaking Lowe's and Home Depot, right? And, and some of these st- stores will be around just because it's it's almost impossible for Amazon to do it, right? So if you talk about a home improvement store, it's almost impossible for Amazon to ship sheets of plywood. But at some yeah. point in time, they're going to have be shipping sheets of plywood. Or at least try. Like, <laughs> they're going to do that, <laughs> yeah. right? They're going to buy out the Lowe's and Home Depot and have trucks running from Lowe's and Home Depot, and you're just going to go on Amazon, and you're going to say, I want you know, 50, sheets, sheets, yeah. 50 sheets of plywood and sheet 40 rock, sheets of yeah. sheetrock yeah. and... 200 boards, right? You already do it with Home Depot and Lowe's, but it's going to be Amazon doing it because they're just so good at distribution. And so at some point in time, like we still go to these stores, right? And so because we still go to these stores, it's not too crowded. Yeah. So certain spots are crowded, right? USB cables are crowded. Yeah, you're not going to get Because that's dead simple. They make a crap ton in China. They're dead. They're dirt cheap, right? And there's 40 people selling it. There's There's probably probably 600 people selling them, right? (laughs) And so, and especially like, there's probably 600 people selling iPhone cables. Yeah. That's just a subset of one one USB cable, right? And so there are places where I would vote they are way too crowded. Yeah. But we still have enough room. And like I said, a lot of this more of the corner cases and niche products, right? So yeah. uh, we can take woodworking, for example. That's, I don't know, maybe an easy one to go down, right? Woodworking, right? So like sandpaper and like just think about all the things that are like lacquer and polyurethane and like, you know, screws and nails. And like, there's a ton of stuff that goes into woodworking. Well, I guarantee there's corner cases of woodworking that's not covered on Amazon. Yeah. Right. You you can go find probably ten products if you went like if you went sit down with somebody that does woodworking and like went through every product they go to Home Depot or Lowe's to buy, you could probably find ten things that you that are not either they're either on Amazon and they're not selling well because they're awful products. They're just not they're just trash products, or they're not on Amazon or there's like one person that owns the whole space, right? Yeah. So if you can find one of those where they've got awful products on there and they've got awful reviews, well that's super easy to jump ahead of them if you sell a good product and get good reviews, right? Or if there's one person, it's not hard to spend a few dollars and compete with them for the one top spot, right? Yeah. The two the two, three, four, five top spots are fine, right? And it's actually been interesting. Amazon switched to Pages recently, which is something they've been opposed to uh, pretty pretty heavily. They've always been like the, the continuous page, like you keep scrolling, yeah. you keep seeing products. They switched to the paging mentality recently. Um, and I don't think they rolled it out everywhere, but Android app, the Android app is Page now. And uh, I want to say... Apple is too, I believe. Yeah, I feel like... Anyway, I, I think yesterday. they've rolled it out at this point to all mobile platforms. But anyway, they're going back to Paging, which is an interesting move. I don't... I don't know. We can go probably spend an hour talking about paging and whether or not. I Wait, don't know. What is what is paging? It just right. means they split it into. You hit different next pages. page, right? You hit, you get you see ten things and you hit next, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of keep scrolling so and, going and, going and going and going and going, going, right? Historically, it's been a go 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 go, just basically as far as you want to go. Yeah. Um, now it's back to paging, right? Well, pages means you have to hit the next button, right? So you're less. So unless you're on the first page, it's highly unlikely. And the same with Google, right? Google has done the opposite. They used to be strictly paging, and here recently they swapped to continuous scrolling. So, yeah, which is yeah. interesting. I've noticed that. So, and uh, I don't know who's right, but and and I'm sure the reasons behind them doing that, you know, I'm sure tw- on the first plenty of paying a lot. plenty of people thought this through pretty thoroughly and tried to figure out what what's the best. But it's interesting that Amazon and Google have swapped places on whether or not they like pages. Huh, that so, is interesting. Anyway, um, but anyway, back to the so if you're not on the first page now, especially on the on the app then 
you're not gonna yeah. you're you're almost not gonna sell hardly anything at all unless they're looking for your specific product right unless you've got a specific brand Friends, or a specific whatever. thing there's just like a, a very specific reason to get your product and that that's gonna be a lesser case right you go online you want an iPhone charger you don't care yeah. as long as it's got a le- it's at least four star rated right yep I just want the three dollar iPhone charger yep it's gonna blow up in six months I don't care I'll buy another three dollar iPhone charger right yeah as long as it's got at least three or four reviews three or four stars right then you're fine because I'm gonna buy another three dollar <laughs> iPhone charger in three or four months right because yep. you know you're gonna lose it anyway right so same with cables right and so there's a lot of that stuff where you don't care it just doesn't matter as long you know, as, it as, long as it's not first... like a piece of garbage right yeah. you don't care so um, anyway so so if you're not on the first page especially now that I went back to pages it's going to be very hard for you to get up there and sell. And so that's why you, really the best way to go is to find something that's not already full of things. It's not already, like like saying you're going to, so you're going to get a lot, more, a lot more niche products, right? So you're going to get something that sells 5, 10, 15 units a month, right? But if you have 20 things selling 5, 10, 15 units a month, that you're adds up, right? Yeah. right? It adds up. And so anyways, that's really where I think we're currently at of, of Amazon of, a lot of the big stuff that moves like 2,000, 4,000 units a month is already there, but there's still a lot of room for all the stuff that moves 5, 10, 15 units a month. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's just being smart about it, right? If you if your thing moves 5, 10, 15 units a month, you don't want to have 5,000 of them. You want to have 100 of them, right? So when it comes to selling on Amazon, if you want to have, uh, like you said, f- uh, you, uh, products that sell 5 to 10 units a month, mm-hmm. You're going to be looking in different domains, typically, aren't you? Would you want to open up different seller accounts? Or could I be selling a woodworking product and then selling a shirt? Yeah, I don't think the seller account matters as much, just due to the fact of most people do not know the difference between a seller on it, like something that's sold by Amazon and something that's sold by a seller. Okay. Right? Because. I would I would argue that almost nobody pays attention to who's actually selling the product. Yeah. It's on Amazon. You're buying it from Amazon, right? Okay. It's Prime. Like, I'm buying it from Amazon, right? So that's yeah. that's it's less of an issue there. The more of a the bigger thing I might say is your brand that you stick on the product. Maybe that maybe where you think a little bit more about. Okay, should I have a different name? Yeah. Right for the for the woodworking stuff versus the exercise stuff. I I would argue that people think Prime is sold by Amazon. Right, that's usually it's it's <laughs> prime. Did. It's prime. Yeah. Most people don't think that there's no, no, a no, seller on sell the it. other end yeah, that it's just prime. It's prime. It's from Amazon. Amazon. It to me. Exactly. Right. So, so, so Amazon's in charge of the distribution there and that's really where they're where they're at. So where do you find your product? Do you go on Alibaba or that's typically but, or is, depends on the product, right? Yeah. So if you if you're trying to get something cheap Chinese stuff, then yeah, I mean Alibaba's a good one or AliExpress uh and and Alibaba's more so, I mean, even if because anything that's on Alibaba is probably already being sold on Amazon, right? Like, yeah. there's people that just do scans of Alibaba, and especially eBay, that just literally do scans of, like, is this on Alibaba? Can I find a similar thing on eBay or on Amazon, right? It's the same thing. So if you're if you're trying to find something that's straight up that's on AliExpress or Alibaba that's just, I can order a 500 units today, it's going to be a lot, a lot tougher of a search. Okay. So, so you almost have to have a new product if you're going to buy from Amazon. Or new product or something that's sold. Some niche. That's, or that's niche, right? So if, or, right, and it doesn't have to be new, right? You can list screws <laughs> on freaking Amazon, right? Well, you just got to find a screw distributor in the U.S. I mean, who knows? Who cares what they're manufacturing, right? You just got to go find a contract that'll sell you wholesale screws and you just go sell them on Amazon, right? And so 
you can or you could go buy buckets from Home Depot and repackage them. I probably make money selling them on hand. Like you could buy packs of 500 screws at Home Depot, package them in a packs of 20 or 50, and probably make money, right? And so there's there's a lot of that smaller stuff of it may be actually U.S. products that are the new big horizon on Amazon is like actual especially, nice U.S. products, especially as China gets a bad rap and. Yeah. Now you will sell a lot less, right? Because cheap Chinese stuff sells because yeah. it's cheap and it's cheap, cheap, right? <laughs> and making I can buy two, but, because right, I can buy two because I know the first one's going to break in three months, right? And but I think there's almost another side of the coin of, well, a lot of, like a lot of the big U.S. names and a lot of the big U.S. names you're not going to be able to sell just because Amazon's getting a lot stricter. But there's a lot of stuff that made in the U.S. or even you know made in China, but you're, you're just going to have to dig a lot more. Uh, and like I said, it's part of me a lot more niche products that you, you end up finding and can make money on. So let's say you get your product, you do your listing, um, or you can piggyback off another listing, correct? Yeah, so Amazon's one listing per product, right? So that's their goal is to only have one listing per product. So if you have two or three or seven sellers selling the same product, well, they're all on the same listing. So, okay, so how do you make, say there's seven people on your listing, how do you make money? Well, so you, you have to be the one in the buy box, right? So the buy box is a big thing if you're talking about selling on Amazon. Uh, the buy box means you're the you're the seller that shows up when they hit buy now. That's you're who they buy from, right? And that can and so, change several times a day or at yeah, seconds. Right. That's, Depending that, on location or does that matter at all? Uh, location possibly um i don't i don't know the full thing behind it i'm not amazon i couldn't tell exactly what the algorithm they use to determine buy box but it's heavily weighted on reviews and heavily weighted on pricing okay so if you're cheaper you're probably gonna be in the buy box yeah yeah and and it's prime right so if you're if you and another person are selling on the same listing one of them's fulfilled by merchant one of them's fulfilled by amazon that fulfilled by Amazon is always going to the buy box. Like you're never going to see the fulfilled by Merchant in the buy box. Yeah. If if there's a if there's a single seller fulfilling by Prime, you could be ten fifteen dollars more than the person that's fulfilled by Merchant, but you're going to get the buy box because you're fulfilled by Prime and it's yeah. two day, right? Free two day. And so, so anyway, so that it's heavily weighted on Prime, and the second heavily heavy weight would be ship would be price, right? Yeah. If you beat your competitor competitor by a penny, you're in the buy box. Okay. As long as your reviews aren't <laughs> negative, right? Yeah, and, th- and that's where if you beat them by a penny, you know there'll be a little bit of fluctuation of like, oh, this seller's got a bad review, right? Well, you're gonna have to beat them by four or five cents, right? Or you know, a bigger margin, just yeah. a penny. But if you're if you have similar reviews and like similar ratings on your seller account, and and you know Amazon's happy with you, then you literally, if you won by a penny, you won by a penny. Now, if you're even, you split it, and you split it in a percentage of based on reviews. And so I I think that's the top three is. If you're fulfilled by Amazon, if you're right, so that's the number one. Number two is price. Number three is reviews. So if you're even on price, then you'll split it. So some people will land on the listing and get you, and some people will land on the listing and get the other person. And so you can, if both of the sellers are nice and you're trying to sell both of the same product, you'll even the price and yeah. have and just share the buy box. Some but there's a lot of so people. Nice. There's a lot of people that don't think that way of like. Oh, I'll just keep beating your price, right? And at some point in time, you just you can't make money can't make because money. you both decreased your thing by a penny for four weeks now. Capitalism. You're running, out, you're running <laughs> out of pennies, right? <laughs> and so, and even if you have one nice seller of like always matching, and the other person will always duck by a penny, then it, you're still like after two weeks of that, you're out of pennies. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I don't know why you guys are looking at me. Um, so okay, so you won the buy box. Now you're selling. Okay, you're, you're gonna have to constantly compete with that. Constantly compete with getting good reviews. Yeah, the reviews are the biggest thing, and that's really where I try to focus on early on. When we were getting on Amazon, 
And that's primarily where I, why I went as hardcore on Amazon as I did because I was trying to get the reviews right because the reviews are a big deal. And it's becoming less of a big deal only because a lot of products have a crap ton of reviews at this point. But getting those first handful of reviews is super important because that's what finally breaks you over the threshold of like, I'm never showing up in a search to, oh, I'll actually show up in a search because I've got some reviews, right? And especially if you've got four four and five star reviews, right? If you have three three stars and lower reviews, then, then that decreases your, you know, Amazon knows like people aren't happy with your product, right? And so you're going to get lower, right? Because they're, they want to sell high, highly rated products. And so the reviews are the big thing. Uh, less people read them now, I think, and more people just look at the star rating because... I always read the one-star ratings. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's people do that, like read the one-stars and read the... Or Amazon's starting to do, and they've done this for a while, but it's becoming bigger of you can mark the review as helpful. And so... And you can mark it as helpful in a negative way and a positive way, right? And so you can mark it as helpful of like, this review was super helpful because they told me all the bad stuff about a product and you can mark it this is review is super helpful because they told me like some like interesting thing that the seller didn't tell you right or like some instruction or some key thing that was like oh i learned this and it was helped me a lot right yep. and so those are the reviews that get pushed to the top now not not necessarily i don't know how they used to rank them but probably by date yeah and you used to be probably a lot more by date but now it's just just the stuff that's rated engagement or it's rated it's it's stuff that's yeah. been rated on right so if you have a rating on your review, your review is going to be higher than somebody doesn't have a rating. Yeah. And so if somebody, if somebody came and marked your review as, yeah, this was super helpful, your review is going to show up at the top. Yeah. And so you're going to get the, the, the top, the top two to three reviews that have been marked by people already. And so anyway. Okay. So the other route of, say you have a listing of a niche product or say, no, say you have a product of a new listing, but it's similar to another product. Mm-hmm. Um, cause say you're selling a USB cable, even though there's a lot of them, um, how do you get to the top? How do you get to the be number one on the first page now? Good old fashioned marketing, just straight up. There's no magic bullet. You literally have to advertise whether that's you have right and that. And that's really where brand takes more precedence than, than the product, right? Just being on Amazon, right? Cause at some point in time, I mean, six, seven years ago, and I I definitely didn't take as much advantage of it as I should have, but I was also 16 when I was doing this, right? And so <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> uh, I, I knew this was cool and I should take advantage of it, and we did. We made a decent amount of money off Amazon, but it was I didn't understand, the I didn't grasp the magnitude of what we were digging into because I could have listed anything. I could have listed USB cables seven years ago and made them prime, and I could have sold a shit ton. I didn't know that. <laughs> now I know that. Now I know that, hey, there's other other spots to sell on, right? And so that was like the freaking, you know, that was buying, you know, like Daytona Beach back when it was 1920, when nobody cared about Daytona. I don't know when Daytona Beach was a big, you know, when it became a big thing, but, or buying Hawaii in 1950, right? Hawaii wasn't a big deal in 1950. Now it's a big deal. Now it's a huge yeah. vacation spot. <laughs> so hindsight's like, always 2020. That was like buying Hawaii in 1950, right? It was Amazon seven years ago, right? So you, you literally could have just... Everything you could ship from China, you could list on Amazon and made a crap ton of money. But it would have taken you years, right? It would have taken time. So you, you couldn't have done it then, right? It would have taken a lot of time to build it up. because, But because you invested the time early on, it was easier for you to build the brand and the reviews and the ratings and keep high up on Amazon as long as you stuck with it. Stuck with it. it was easier. It's always easier if you're first. But there's also the side of the coin of you would have had to endure three, four years of of not making as much, near much money because it takes time to build up, right? Amazon, 
I don't know how many more billions of dollars Amazon sells now than it did six, seven years ago, but it's quite a bit more, right? So there's quite a bit more sales volume now, but if you're one of the early on people, it would have been easier to be in the top spot now, right? Because you would have had some products sold. Because you would have, right, you would already have products sold and reviews. You would have a history on your listing, right? And so if you got on the boat six, seven years ago, it was a lot easier, right? And same with anything, right? The the earlier people are always have the easier time getting started continuing but adding more right but you also have to be good to keep going right so there's also the side of the coin you couldn't just been anybody and and made a shit ton of money on amazon back six years ago but there's a lot of people that did because they jumped on a boat back then right so there's always that first is nice but if you're not first right it's just good old-fashioned marketing of like you got to build your brand right you literally have to build up the freaking name of brand and you got to build it right would you say it's almost worth it to build your own brand of selling you directly selling to the consumer so you don't have to pay that cut to Amazon. So you always pay a cut to Amazon. It, it depends on what you want to do, right? So if you are outside of Amazon, well, there's pluses to be on Amazon, right? You have, you have the, the, ease. the ease that's nice, right? It's easy. You know, you have the, I already have a market of people that have their credit card on speed yeah. dial with Amazon, right? Like yeah. literally you have people that can click two buttons and buy anything, right? And so there's there's also the side of it's super easy for people to, to pulse to impulse buy at Amazon. That's true. It's way easier than it, it has ever been, right? So it used to be really hard because you had to pay, take cash, right? If you were an impulse buy, you had to have the cash in your pocket in 1940, yeah. right? 1950. You had to have cash or write a check, right? So this is hard to impulse buy. You didn't just go to the store to impulse buy, right? Yep. Now we've got credit cards, right? You carry, you can carry an infinite pile of money in your pocket. You can borrow an infinite pile of money, right? So 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, when credit cards started becoming a big deal, impulse buying got a lot easier. Well, can, now because you now swipe it's even it, easier. <laughs> now it's even easier because you hit two buttons of your friggin' phone, yeah. right? You're on your phone. You don't have to move. Sixty percent of the day, move out of your bed. You're on your phone sixty percent of the day. Well, you literally hit two other buttons and you bought something, right? And it shows up at your door in two days, right? Yeah. So impulse buying is is a way bigger deal than it has ever been. An all time high. Yeah. And so you have that side of the coin of. And so it depends on where you're going, right? So if you want to build a long-term like brand and really build it up and have your your own thing separate from Amazon, I would say it's always better to not be on Amazon if you can do it without Amazon. However, yeah. Amazon definitely makes a lot of things easier, right? Yep. But you're always going to be somewhat tied to Amazon because your customers, your reviews, your listing, right? So you've you've built part of that. You've given to Amazon, right? So you don't have it all independent, right? You're still dependent on Amazon. If Amazon closes doors tomorrow. You'd You're be hurting, done. right? Yeah, you would be hurting if a lot. They decided to squeeze you guys. Right. Well, if they you decided out, they didn't like take you anymore, seventy percent of the. Right. If they decided they didn't cut. like you anymore, then they just yeah. said no. Your listing's gone, right? Yeah. Well, frick. Yeah, right. you're you're right. You're creek, right? So there's pluses and minuses. Yeah. And it's the same way with everything, right? If you're in a you same can way- build on both platforms, so it's mm-hmm. simultaneously, like yeah. you did for SRT. Yeah. You're just splitting it, right? So you're splitting it between your own website and and Amazon, right? So. Yeah. And with my deal is. I don't think I would have done any differently, right? I think I, 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 other than the fact I would have hit Amazon a little harder. You would have uh, done more products, not just necessarily that one. Yeah, and, and, and even just SRT-wise, I would have hit Amazon a lot harder than I did. Uh, I definitely didn't hit it hard enough. And I, I think that was fine for me, um, but it just depends, like I said, it depends on what your outcome wants to be. I just want to sell some tools, right? I, you know, I'm, my ultimate goal is to not build a huge brand behind it. My goal is just we manufacture tools, and I want things. you know, just like make money right. We're to sell the tools, right? And so, and and it could take off tomorrow and be a bit, be a different deal, right? But at this point in time, that's like we manufacture tools, we manufacture a good quality tool, and we sell it, right? But if you don't want it, like I don't really care if you don't want it. If you don't want it, you don't want it, right? Yeah. If you want it, cool, I'll sell it to you, right? 
that's kind of where I'm at with that. And so because I'm kind of on that side of the coin, if I'm not trying to build a huge brand, then it, it's worked for me. Yeah. But it, like I said, you just, just got to think about what you want to do. Yeah. And where you're fine with being, right? What what risks do you find with being with taking? Yeah. That makes sense. So what kind of things have you learned? I mean, as of recent, since we're selling products that we didn't manufacture, that we basically that from a garage sale of unopened products. Mm-hmm. What have you learned? Uh, I've learned a lot. Um, we can go back quite a while ago. So back back when I just got started with a lot of this, right? And so six seven years ago. And we kind of, I mean, a lot, I mean, all of us remember it and people way older than us remember a lot more about it than we do. But six, seven years ago, the internet was a lot more in its infancy back six, seven years ago, right? What did the iPhone come out 11 years ago now? Like the iPhone was released or maybe showcased 11 years ago, right? We've only had the iPhone for 10, 11 years. And so we've really come a long way in the past six or seven. And that's, and so I missed a lot of the stuff coming up to the iPhone. I mean, uh, I mean, Black I'm bears. not super old, <laughs> you know, uh, so I really started getting on the online stuff and, you know, I've been to computers for quite a while, maybe uh, 15 years or something. And I mean, maybe I was like eight or nine when I started really getting computers, but I still like, I didn't have a lot of the, the, uh, just knowledge I do now, right? It just takes time to learn all this stuff, right? And so over time I learned a, a ton, right? Just doing, just going and doing stuff, right? That's the biggest thing is just, if you do it, you learn a lot. Now, you may fail, but you learn a lot. And so I've gone to everything from, at, some, at one point in time back, this is three or four years ago, I was buying a lot of stuff at garage sales. Like I would go garage selling every week and we just buy a royal crap ton of stuff at garage sales. Just, you know, go to the garage sale and you'd be on your phone while at the garage sale looking up how much it was Price. worth on Amazon or eBay. Yeah. And like, hey, this you want you want $2 for this thing? I'll give you a buck. Can we yeah. take a dollar for it? I'm going to go sell it for 12 but I'll give you a dollar for it, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's the supply and demand thing. Like, I'm giving you a dollar. There's you want rid of it, right? There's nowhere else you're going to 12x. If you're at the point of, like, having a garage sale, you literally just want rid of the crap, yeah. right? And so it's just, it's just and, and you're, you know, you're not screwing anybody over. They got rid of it, right? They got a dollar. Yeah. They wanted they wanted two. Okay, well, yeah. okay, that gave them one, right? They, they got what they wanted, right? This is capitalism. I didn't hold a gun to their head and tell them I was buying it for a dollar. Right, so if they didn't want to sell for a dollar, they wouldn't sell it for a dollar. Anyway, you know, prick me and my uncle, like we would go, we would literally get up at five thirty eight, six o'clock a.m. Like we would pre-plan the night before, get on Craigslist, get on newspaper, get on whatever whatever garage sale sites we could find, try to figure out garage sales the next day, get up at five thirty six a.m. Like be the first one, because that was a big thing to be the first one there. And so you'd first ones there, and you'd hit up garage sale, garage sale, garage sale, and like, hey, you know, like I don't know how much a freaking beanie baby brings but this says 1974 beanie baby like i'm gonna look it up you know, right yeah <laughs> i don't know how much that coffee mug brings but hey i'm gonna look it up right because coffee mugs are 25 cents i buy 12 of them right if they're four bucks a piece five bucks a piece you know and so anyways you literally just go on there and you know and just pedal the metal and over time you and we learned a lot of like how much something was worth like i didn't know how much coffee cup was worth now i know yeah, a lot of stuff small coffee cups like three four five bucks on ebay yeah you know usually get three or four bucks shipping right so um but uh, a lot of the stuff I did was, I mean, like I say, so that was a big deal like three or four years ago. And even on Amazon, right? I would sell used stuff on Amazon, which Amazon, I don't know where I'm at with used stuff on Amazon. I feel like it's coming, making a comeback, but it used to be a lot bigger deal. Um, and it kind of died off and it's kind of making a comeback at this point. But anyway, like I said, I'd buy used stuff like cheap GPSs. Like my favorite thing was buy a GPS at a garage sale. Make sure it was all there. Clean it up. Make sure it's clean. Look, looked good. Like all the stuff was there. Box one torn and everything, right? So good shape GPS with original box and everything. I'd buy. I'd buy it for four bucks on a, at a garage sale. Ten bucks a garage sale, and I go put it on Amazon used for sixty. Wow. 
right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's what you could do, right? So, and, and and you didn't find those, like, you didn't buy 12 a week, right? You bought, like, maybe one every every other week, right? Yep. But that was one of those things that, like, I just took eight ten dollars and made 50 right yeah even after even after fees like i made 40 something bucks yeah that's pretty so, low risk also i mean it's only eight dollars so. yeah you're losing four dollars <laughs> yeah and so anyway so we bought a ton of that stuff and so but that and that was really and you can still do that with ebay amazon's becoming a lot harder and that's kind of the stuff we ran into when we just did this recent purchase of like i could list almost anything back three or four years ago on amazon and sell it but now they're getting a lot stricter on who sells on what listing, and you, you have can, to have an original manufacturing sticker or whatever. Yeah, and so uh, they're they're getting a lot stricter on being sure that you actually bought the stuff from the manufacturer, and that's protecting them, not necessarily protecting the seller, right? So a sale of the products we shipped, we had complaints that well they weren't authentic. The complaints were from other sellers in the listing, right? So they just went on listing, saw we were on the listing with them, right? They know they lost the buy box because we got the buy box. So they just went on a listing and filed a complaint with Amazon, and so we had to then prove right that we we were selling authentic products, right? And the only way to prove you're selling an authentic product is to have a letter from the manufacturer or a licensed distributor. Well, if you don't have a letter from the manufacturer or licensed distributor, you can't prove you're selling authentic products, and because you can't prove you're selling authentic products, you, they won't let you sell, right? And so it's it's ends up being, and that's something that's changed pretty significantly last year or two. Is they used to not do that. They used to not not be a thing. So it's not that we we had their exact product. That right, was the it's, thing. it's not it's not the product, it's the policy, right? It's 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 the fact so that Amazon's big enough now that they can say screw off. No, it, this is our policy. You have to follow policy. The policy is you have to have a letter from the manufacturer to prove you're selling authentic products. And you know their product was not un it was unopened. It was it was their actual physical product that, that yeah was yeah shipping. no we literally had this like we looked up the products from the Amazon sticker that was on them. They had an Amazon sticker on them. We looked it up, found the listing, and sent them back to Amazon to but, try to sell and fight for the buy box, but. The other seller said, "Hey, I know that I'm the only person buying this. I want." Well, they just they just called our bluff, right? It's not the matter of they knew they were only buying it. We might have had a letter from the manufacturer and, and sold it, right? They just called our bluff, right? And because they called our bluff, Amazon's policy was if somebody says you're selling inauthentic products, which from an Amazon point of view makes a lot of sense. But yeah, yeah, it kind of screwed us over. But it's just playing the game, right? It's it's not a matter of like we lost that, right? We did something and we lost that bet, right? We we. We learned that, hey, that doesn't work like that, right? And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a thing we learned. And it's just part of playing the game, right? So the, the game is now you got to have a letter, right? And so the game has changed significantly in the last three years, but it's just it's all part of the game you're playing. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in time eBay adopts more of that to try to limit that. And, and I don't know where eBay's going in the next couple of years, but yeah, it wouldn't be surprised if eBay adopts more of that and tries to limit the number of listings on eBay. And and maybe not necessarily for used things, but for new things. So starting to restrict the new the new category. Interesting. Keaton, um, did you have any other questions? I don't think so. I think that about covers covers everything I was wondering. Chance? You don't have any questions, but do you have any any things that you think you glossed over and want to talk about a little bit more? Yeah, we could cover some more. I mean, I don't know how much longer we're going to talk, but um, yeah, I think the biggest thing right now is is what what can you take advantage of? And, and like I say, I think Amazon and eBay are, are somewhat waning. Like the, the buying stuff at a garage sale and flipping it on eBay is still a big thing. Buying stuff on Craigslist and flipping it on eBay is a big thing, right? And buying stuff on eBay and flipping it on Craigslist, right? That that game's still alive. Your Amazon game's got a lot harder to flip stuff on. To 
and I used to do this too. I would buy things on, on cl the clearance rack, right? I would go to Lowe's, Home Depot. Whenever I was in the store, I would look at the clearance rack and see if there's anything. I would scan every freaking barcode on the clearance rack. And I would, you know, do the math and, like, try to figure out if I could ship it to Amazon and sell. Because right? it was dead simple. All I had to do was buy it, put it in a box, and send it to Amazon, right? That was all I had to do to, to make the money. And so it, it was dead simple to do that, right? So I would take out my Amazon app. I, you know, pulled the thing up with the clerk looking at me like I'm crazy and scan every freaking barcode on the clearance rack. And, you know, I would buy three or four things or not buy anything, right? So I, I walked into Lowe's one time and I bought the whole clearance rack. Because every everything, <laughs> everything on it was like an insane deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally bought the whole clear. I was like, can I just have everything? Like, do we just put box up and just get everything right? You know. And so anyway, and then maybe a little bit of a deal because I bought everything on a clearance rack, right? But it was all stuff that I could sell. A, I could sell. B, it made money, right? It like it was dead simple, right? And so anyway, so that that was so anyway, so that was kind of a bigger thing, right? Just being able to buy stuff and and sell on Amazon easily, right? So it's just it's just more work now because you get to do it on eBay. And even if you do it, do it on Amazon, right, there's still something that the sellers won't get upset at you, especially if you sell them, like, listed as used or, like, refurbished. Uh, still a, lot of, a lot of sellers won't uh, won't be picky about that. We did have a seller that was picky about us listing used products. Uh, so that's a thing still. I mean, there's still some sellers that will call your bluff. But, yeah, so anyway, it's just a little more work now, right? And so we're flipping it on Craigslist or eBay. And Facebook's becoming a lot bigger deal now. And this is something I would – I'm going to be pissed later on that I didn't spend some time, but I would like to spend some time looking at uh, Facebook Marketplace because they're doing a lot more about being able to have a business and ship stuff to a consumer on Facebook Marketplace. Really? And so I think that's an interesting realm and something that you should that should be looked into, and I'm going to be super mad because I'm probably not going to look into it, and here in two years I'll be the same way with it. I'll be looking back on it what you know Amazon seven years ago was Facebook Marketplace right now. All right. And so... Anyway, so that, that's something that's going on right now that's that's could take off is shipping stuff to people that are just browsing through Facebook Marketplace, and we'll they see where they have the, all the the ad networking too through Facebook. That I feel like that could be huge. Yeah, yeah. The easiest way to sell a car right now is to put it on Facebook Marketplace and spend twenty five dollars on an ad. Yeah, you, you yeah. will sell any car. That's fascinating. I didn't even. So you can you as an individual, you can go on Amazon Marketplace, list your car, pay twenty bucks, and I guarantee you, you'll get fifty to sixty messages on that yeah. car because yeah. it'll show up in their feed, their news feed. Yeah. Right? Because you bought, you bought, yeah, you bought you advertising. All that infrastructure for the or they searched car. The data. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's gonna. And be so big. you'll get fifty messages on your car if you spend twenty bucks. Yep. Like it's a ten thousand dollar car, and you got fifty messages. Yep. On it, right. So. So anyway, so that's a big thing. Use stuff is big, and and it. Uh, it's, it kind of depends on, you have to feel it out a little bit to kind of figure out where they're going with it. And I haven't done enough. I've sold stuff on Marketplace and I've sold cars on Marketplace, but I haven't done enough like digging into a lot of what they're doing. And so I don't I don't have a good enough judgment on it right now. Yeah. But if they keep pushing buying used stuff, but shipping it, then that could be a big spot to be in, right? Because right now what you could do, and this is literally something you do right now. You could go on your phone, go to eBay, Find a listing that's got 20 used things on it, right? A quantity of 20 on some used product in good condition, right? Go on Amazon, download all the pictures from eBay, go on Facebook, list it as shippable, and you. whenever somebody says, I want to buy it, they send you money on Facebook. You say, okay, I'll ship it tomorrow. You go on eBay, you buy the thing, and you ship it to their address, right? Yeah. And so that's something you literally could do right now and make some money on it, right? Uh, now that's not it's like drop shipping. Not, kind not, of. Yeah, it's straight up drop shipping, but yeah. you're drop shipping used stuff on eBay, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's straight up the fact of of 
And and like I said, and I haven't filled it out enough to know where they're kind of going with the shipping, but I know they're starting to do more and more of allowing you to ship stuff. And yeah. you may have to do a little bit of work of like setting up a business account and some of that stupid stuff, but it's not hard, right? Yeah. You just set it up. And so that's something that, that could be big is like, and even like USB cables and like dongles and like chargers and a bunch of that stupid stuff that people buy a lot of. Like that's probably a big market right now. And I've seen some of that on there already, but that's probably a market right now yeah. of like, you just go pay some advertising money and you're on Amazon Marketplace. And Facebook. You, right. And you, Facebook. Or Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Anyway, so that that's probably a big thing. And, and like I said, we'll see where they go with that. They may start discouraging that and want to keep it more like uh, classified ad style. Because right now they're they're other than the other than the shipping stuff, they're lean really heavily on local stuff. Yeah. Right. So whenever you search, you only see stuff up to fifty or sixty miles. mile radius. Yeah. Right. There's a max radius. And you have to move your location to see other stuff. Right. So if you want to go search Los Angeles, California, you have to go move your location to Los Angeles, California to search it. Right. Yeah. So you can't just search countrywide, which is kind of where or or uh, a lot of your eBay and. Uh, well, like Craigslist and Craigslist. classified ad style stuff has always been of like it's more local than than the national, and so yeah. like it's a lot of work. If you want something specific, then just a lot of work to go dig around all the different classified spots to go d- to go see if you can find it nationwide. Yeah. And so, depending on how much they lean towards that, and like I said, this would be stuff they're feeling out, and they probably don't know the answer to either. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely see that's one that's one potential going forward of like places that you can make a pile of money real quick or be or at least be early on right so it's a little easier yeah maybe you can't make a pile of money tomorrow but you have to make a pile of money in two years because you were on the early ones and you stuck with it yeah yeah how would how would facebook be making any money from that just advertising from the ads yeah just that's all that's how ads. they make money right advertising ads. i didn't know if they were going to take a percentage of your i mean i'm sure they i think they might. do if you if they you send change. somebody money on marketplace i think they do take a percentage but Especially it's not whenever they're it's building their own currency. Yeah, it's not okay. much. And that's also another interesting avenue that if their currency does take off and you're one of the sellers on marketplace, like that could be a big deal. Yeah. Because their currency is going to be for marketplace, right? And that may be marketplace may be the the spin on their currency, right? I didn't think about it till you just said that of like maybe marketplace is them trying to provide a place to spend their currency. I think it is. And right. then their so currency will then change into real dollars. Their goal, I mean, yeah, you got to well, you got to transition in and out, and right? You got to transition in and out of, of current currencies everybody else takes. But that may be the that may be why marketplace came around is more so of we need a place where people could spend our currency. Yeah, and then ideally they would expand it to non not just be a local uh, marketplace, but a national. Well, that's and that's where global. they're getting out with shipping, and and maybe it was just easiest to start out in classifieds. Yeah, and. The glo- with a global uh, marketplace. You heard it here first, a potential podcast. <laughs> You're going to be sad here in two years, four years, whenever this actually comes to fruition. You have a currency that's universal and doesn't need an exchange rate. So I don't know. If they're building that, then Your exchange rate watch is out what? Amazon. Your exchange yeah, rate is they're already, they're already. I mean, they may take a bite out of Amazon, but they're not going to beat no, Amazon because Amazon's winning at the distribution game. They're not yeah, they're, they're not winning at the product game. They're winning at the distribution game. And the, yeah. they're, they're trying to get more into the product game just because it's more money, but they're in the distribution game. So Facebook's not going to win the distribution game yeah. at this point. I mean, maybe they'll catch up eventually, but Amazon's miles ahead of any competitors in the distribution <laughs> game. So, yeah. like, Walmart is probably the only company that could somewhat catch up to Amazon at this point, but they would have to really work hard at it to catch yeah. up. Yeah. 
because Amazon or Walmart's distribution was miles ahead of any of the competition up until the point of Amazon pulling ahead, right? So Walmart's distribution was insane, getting all mm-hmm. all the product out to all the WalMarts. Like yeah. they have an in, insane trucking network. Yeah, but Amazon pulled ahead. Well, I don't know if you we'll knew see. this. Uh, Jeff Bezos wanted to partner with Amazon. Or Wait, Walmart. Part of Walmart. Walmart. Jeff Bezos wanted to really? partner with Walmart. I already was trying to sell to Walmart. He said, you can buy it if you want. And they said no. Yeah. So anyway, they were trying to work out a deal yeah, of maybe lucky. they maybe they buy part. Maybe they don't buy part. Maybe, you know, however it works out. But they were trying to work a deal with, with Walmart early on. I mean, yeah. this early on. We're talking mid-2000s. Walmart, yeah, Walmart said hop in a lake. Amazon selling books. <laughs> Walmart said hop in a lake. And then y'all, sell books, y'all sell books and CDs. Yeah. yeah. Then, then Jeff Bezos now took it to the, the next level. Now he's the best CEO in the world. Yeah. Arguably. And, and thinking about it, like, if they did that, like, you think, like, we think, well, Walmart missed out. Well, it's possible that Walmart would have came in and stepped on everybody's toes and, like, made it and, and not allowed some of the stuff to happen that did happen. Yeah, right? it probably wouldn't have grown so near it, as much. So we say, well, Walmart missed out. Well, they may not have missed out because we it, everything may have ended up in a much different place at this oh, point, right? Yeah. Somebody else may have came behind Amazon because Amazon partnered with Walmart and Walmart caused issues. And didn't or took it just took it down a different path, right? Somebody else could have came along by now, yeah. and scooped up where Amazon was going, right? Um, so anyway, so you say Amazon, you say Walmart missed out. I mean, yeah, we say that Hindsight looking they back, out, but they probably but wouldn't have. There would have definitely been a different path that everything would have went down if they yeah. would have parted together. Yeah, they wouldn't have had that mindset that I feel like Bezos had from the beginning. Yeah, and so anyway, so. Like I say, so sometimes you think, well, they should, you know, like they should have done this. Well, like, well, yeah, they could have, but you know, I the could future hit, would yeah. have been like, different, right? Jeff Bezos could have been hit by a bus a week later because he yeah. went to go, like, he went to some Walmart to go do a demonstration and got hit by run over by a semi, right? Like, Jeff Bezos could have died two days later after the Walmart deal, right? yeah, but he didn't. You know, it's like who knows what the outcome would have been if they would have done the deal, right? So the what ifs are kind of like, eh, back yeah, whatever. Future, but back to the future. That's part just kind four. of a, kind of an interesting thing to think about of like. Amazon or Walmart had the the possibility to jump on that that deal, yeah. but now they're they're currently one of the only ones that can compete with Amazon in the distribution game, uh, and they're starting to do more of it because they're trying to push online and stuff. But yeah, they're they're the only ones that can hold a candle to the distribution game just because they have physical locations yes. everywhere. The infrastructure built all over the country, mm-hmm. all over the is it but is Walmart? Amazon's got a leg up because they don't have to have the nice building in the central yeah. area, right? Yeah. So Amazon's still got a leg up to a certain extent, but Walmart's got a leg up because they've been doing this for freaking forever. Was yeah. Walmart even shipping to... They're shipping to houses now, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they've been shipping to houses for freaking... Okay. I've never bought anything from Walmart and have them shipped. I've always had it shipped to the store. Yeah, no, I think so I, don't, I don't trust it because I don't want to buy... I don't want them to bring me the milk that expires in three days. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not talking about food stuff. I'm talking about, like, anything. Oh, yeah. I'm just... Right. Uh, like I mean, buy a mouse and ship it to your yeah. yeah but yeah, I've always been, had it. You've been able to do that for quite a while. I don't know what what the date is, but you yeah. Walmart's had an online presence. They just haven't pushed the online presence well, until the last couple of years. Speaking of distribution, my dad was telling me that Amazon bought a bunch of electric vehicles for yeah. their for their distribution or for their delivery service. Right, right, right. Because that's what he- Amazon's investing heavily in right now. They've already won the. I can have a website and get. And sell to customers easily, right? They already they already won the won the battle of like I can easily sell a product to a customer. Now they're on the I want to be able to easily deliver a product to a customer and have the customer always be happy. Well, Amazon are they making a ton of? Obviously, they're making a ton of money, but are they how much profitable are they? Almost they're, nothing. They're not. Profitable. They don't. They don't turn profits, <laughs> which is mind blowing. Not That's almost really. like every company, right? Every company. So. 
ideal world is you don't make that much profit, right? Your shareholders like profits because they like money, but... But their shares are going up because Amazon is... Right, because you're reinvesting all that money, right? If you take profits and you're just throwing the money down the drain, right? So anytime, yeah. you, anytime you declare a profit, you're just, that's just money you want to go... That getting taxed. That, that's money you want to go throw down the drain, right? Because you're just distributing it to shareholders and they're going to go blow it on cars and yachts, right? So any money that you can keep in the business is better. And so, yeah, they're, they're making almost no money on the retail side. They're making a pile of money on their computing side, but they're making almost no money on the retail side. But... It's better that they don't make any money on the retail side because they're still investing for 20 years from now. And that's where Bezos is at is you think Amazon's big right now, wait for a ton of 20 years. Right? They're, yeah. they're, they still know that there's a ton of a ton there's to, a market. There's a ton to do right in the next 20 years. And so they're still investing for 20 years from now when they're making money hand over fist and, and you know like, like an Apple, right? Apple's to the point of like we're making money hand over fist and we've actually done that. Apple made almost no profit, right? They they had quite a, quite a while that they had to keep pouring money back in the business until they finally got to the point where they built up enough of product base, enough of a customer base, enough of a reputation to, to sell good products, right? And so they're kind of they're now they're coasting now, on that. Now they sit on piles of cash, right? Because they they, they put the time and effort yeah. in early on, and that's going to be Amazon here in in another five to ten years. Is they're going to be sitting on in, like you think Apple's got a ton of cash? Amazon's going to have a ton of cash, right? They're, like Apple cash is going to pale in comparison to Amazon cash here shortly. And I say shortly, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Because right? they're, they're still playing the long game. They're not playing the short game. Not to get into the political side, but, you know, some political people could try to break that up. Oh, we, we can get political about it, but, I mean, it, the elections are coming up and one of the top candidates talks about how uh, she would break up. Elizabeth Warren talks about how she would break up Amazon if she was elected because... They're well, a monopoly. She said they're a monopoly. Um, yeah, and people say that, and it sounds good in practice, but I would I would bet that she's not going to do that even if she got in office. Right? And yeah, if she does, she'll be game. chastised for it. So if you break up Amazon, you're like that takes us a huge step backwards in the in how much we progress in the distribution game. And so breaking up Amazon does not make sense from any sort of PR move because the repercussions afterwards is everybody's going to be pissed. Yeah, because then who? The gets, second you their... can't, the second you can't go on your phone and order something and have it your at your doorstep tomorrow. Yeah, people are gonna be pissed, right? And so she can make that accusation because she thinks that's what people want to hear, and that may be what people want to hear until they realize what that means. Yeah. Right? Once the, once you realize what breaking up Amazon means, and or once it actually you know hits you in a way that actually affects you, that's when you're like. Can we not do that? Well, yeah, it's chill out. <laughs> chill <laughs> can we, out can we not do that? Let's go back to what it was, right? Yeah. Whoa. And so. Well, she, I what, what does she want to break? I think she wants to break up the the AWS and the other part of Amazon. What what would that mean for Amazon, really? It means they don't have as much cash, right? Because yeah. the AWS, their their compute service is really where they make enough money to cover everything. That's really where they make some money and they can pour <laughs> back. So it just acceler- accelerates the process, right? If they yeah. if they can make money there and actually be profitable there, that's money they can pour back into other aspects. Yeah, and and accelerate the progress. Yeah, because the then, more money you have, the faster you can do anything. Yeah, and then after, I mean, if she took takes tears Amazon apart, the every almost everyone anyone who has a four hundred one k that's invested in any index fund. Right, the S and P five hundred S and P five hundred is heavily weighted towards Amazon, Facebook. Pro- Google, uh, Google, Apple, Apple <laughs> Walmart. Like, yeah, <laughs> like if, if you Walmart's getting pretty low compared to those. 
I mean, the S&P 500 and, and the stock market in general is like, eh, this is pretty heavy weighted yep. towards some of these big companies. Yeah. And so all of your money, all yeah. of you with your 401k, especially some of, this, some of this ridiculous tax stuff they're talking about of like taxing wealth that's sitting there, not moving like some of that stuff, like net worth. Yeah. They're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, like, it's not possible. I don't think they realize they can't do that because it doesn't make sense. I don't think they want to do that. They that there's a large swath of people that don't understand. Well, and they, they think it sounds nice because the billionaires can cover healthcare, but realistically, they can't. Right, right. Well, that yeah, that's what it comes down to. Is nothing's free. It's just who's paying for it. And so this, yeah, you're yeah. The, some of the like, wealth taxes and stuff like that's only gonna hurt you in ten years, right? Because you may think a million bucks sounds like a lot, but a lot of people that have actually worked hard and saved and had a 401k and saved for retirement and not bought a brand new car and saved and saved and saved they're retiring with over a million dollars net worth oh yeah right and so you're you're literally telling me your mother you're going to tax your mother to pay for your crap yeah like yeah because there, there's a significant number of people and i don't remember where the where the breaks were for for the, uh, wealth the do- tax, for the wealth taxes, it's super high for the wealth tax. It's fifty million, but they'd also increase the capital gains tax, which would affect right everyone. Um, but even fifty million sounds like a lot now. But a million sounded like a lot twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Yeah, but I mean, also if you're a small so business here owner, in, here in twenty or thirty years, fifty million is going to be affecting people retiring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have a business that's worth fifty million dollars. And you're on paper. not paying on paper. On paper, right. <laughs> but you're not making fifty million dollars like everyone thinks you are. Right, right. A lot of people get too wrapped up in yeah. what things are worth on paper because that's yeah, currently you have one percent of your net worth one percent of your company's value trading at cert- at a certain dollar range. But the second you go sell a significant portion the amount your company's worth drops like a rock. That's, that's simply that's right, because it's simple, supply and demand. Supply and demand. Yeah. Right. Jeff Bezos the sells six percent of Amazon, and Amazon's stock is going to crash. Right. Right. Exactly. And so it's it's on paper that it's worth that much. It's not actually worth that much. Yeah. And so some people get too wrapped up in the how much it's worth on paper versus how much it's actually worth. Because yeah. well, you, you see, couldn't sell Amazon for a trillion dollars right now because nobody has a trillion dollars to buy it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see it every day in the news. You whenever you know. Something big happens in Tesla. Something bad happens in Tesla. It says, Elon Musk loses $11 billion. And you're like, yeah, not no, really. Not, not really. Because really. <laughs> he, ha- like, he didn't have that money. Yeah. Right? Yes, he owns a significant portion of Tesla and SpaceX. But he didn't have the money. Yeah. Like he did, It wasn't just like money sitting on his countertop, right? It was all paper money that we're just doing some math and having these inflated numbers. Yep. So, you know, people get too wrapped up in that. Uh, yeah. No, the, the stock market is interesting because it's so emotion driven. Like yeah. to a certain extent, it's emotion driven, but it's also manipulated to a certain extent as well. So it's like it's an interesting game that's played, and I don't. It's gonna have issues eventually, but it's an interesting game that's being played. Why is it gonna have issues? <laughs> because it's so emotion based and it's it's manipulated. Yeah, but if you, it's emotional based, but you can capitalize on that so easily. You can, right? But you're also, I mean, there's rules and laws to try to prevent you from capitalizing on knowing, like, knowing that Musk is going to, you know, have the Cybertruck coming out and it's going to cause people to freak out and then buy a shit ton of stock later. Like, knowing that's coming, right? It's against, it's against the rules to, to yeah. go buy off of that, right? But the manipulation I'm talking about is the fact that we are, we have so overvalued and overcorrected of like, we want everybody to put every retirement dollar into the stock market to make it grow more yeah. right and so we are so far overcorrected down that side is at some point in time we're going to realize that 
overcorrection is stupid, and we're gonna have to come back from that. And so that's really where, and it's gonna be emotions are gonna what what's gonna drive us over the edge of like actually breaking the camel's back of like, oh, hey, we went too far because now everybody got everybody freaked out and tried to pull all the money out at once, and the stock market went to zero, right? And so that the emotion side is what's gonna finally break us over the edge of like, hey. We've told everybody to put every dollar you can save into the stock market for 40 years now. I don't remember how old the 401k law is, but the 401k tax code, whatever, however old that is, it's, I don't know, 20, 30 years. Well, yeah. I mean, I've always been told that's how you retire. 30 some years, 40 that's, years. That's, that's the only way to retire old. is 401k or IRA. Yeah, so. so, I mean, at least, at least 20, 20, 30 years. I don't know, maybe it's closer to 40. You'd have to Google the actual number. But anyway, the, it's been a significant amount of time that we've told everybody, like, hey, every penny you save should go in the stock market. And so, because we've overcorrected so far, the stock market is super high right now. Go look at a freaking chart for the last 20 years for the S&P 500, and you'll your jaw will drop because of how much it's increased. But we're also gonna have to correct from that of like we have told everybody to put every dollar you have in this. But does put so what's gonna not, happen when people start putting like taking dollars out of it? Right. Yeah, but does putting that those dollars in it created the companies can use that money? Right, but it creates create a fake valuation. How so? Because there's, if there's more dollars going in, people are willing to pay more for the thing. Yes, yeah. Right? So it creates a fake valuation of, yeah, companies get the money. And some of it is the you know, companies only get the money whenever they sell more shares, right? So the, the trading on the stock market doesn't go to the company. The trading on the stock market goes between the goes people buying and selling the shares. The, traders, yeah. the, the, the only time companies will make money is they, add, they sell more shares or they have initial public well, offering. Yeah, and, they're, and then when they buy back stocks whenever they're right. so they can buy back stocks and but they're then they're spending money right they're they're losing money to get those stock backs to try to raise their stock price and so anyway but we create this fake valuation of like because anywhere there's anywhere there's plenty of money coming in you can charge more for the thing and so because most people don't care what they're buying as long as they're buying in the stock market you can arbitrarily like you know you're, you're not penny pitching over what's in your 401k you're just saying here's 200 bucks a month Put yeah. it in my four hundred one k, right? Yeah. And you're not penny pinching over that, right? It's all computer traded. It's just automatically traded. Just buy whatever, buy whatever, buy whatever. You're not penny pinching over that, so it creates a fake valuation, especially at this point in time where we're so far into just computers buy everything, and so we've created a market that's overvalued, and at some point in time, it's going to bite us, and it's probably yeah. going to be the emotions that bite us. Yeah. So you wouldn't invest in an S and P five hundred index. Interesting question. So. It depends on what you want to do, right? So I think in the in the near near term, I don't think it's smart because I th- I think we're going to have an issue in the near term, and by yeah. near term I mean next five ish years. But it's also a po- it's also possible we keep this train going for the next five to ten years, and you missed out on a pile of money because you didn't jump in. Well, right? I missed out. I thought I thought we were going to have a recession this starting now. But I missed out on a twenty five percent gain. <laughs> yeah, the twenty five percent gain is a little is a little too far skewed because we had a really awful a December. Bad, yeah, we right, had so a it started downturn. us out right. So if you look at December to December versus January to December, like it's a it's significantly a different number. Yes, I mean yes. we're still we still had like a twelve to thirteen percent run, even though even if you look at December to December, yeah, it was still twelve to thirteen percent. But right, so so that's how the coin of time. I mean, obviously you don't want to, you can't time the market, and right, no one ever will. But if you had bought. In that December, at that downturn, right, you would have came out pretty good. But yeah. buying the dips is hard. Yes, yeah. If you if you had a magic formula for buying the dips, you would like nobody would be able to buy the dips because the magic formula would, would did there would be no dips. How it works, right? There'd be no dips, right? You couldn't buy a dip because nobody didn't. Yeah. Once you figure out the algorithm to buy a dip, well, the, that dip wouldn't exist, right? Because everybody would have bought it. Yeah. And so, 
So anyway, so buying the dips is hard, but in a macro sense of like where I want to put my money, right? You should be thinking about, well, do I want to put my money in the stock market? Do I want to buy a house? Do I want to, you know, invest in like, do I have a friend that's starting a business? Do I want to start a business? Do I want to take a year off and take it like a vacation, right? Like, yeah, you, you should definitely think about how you want to spend your money, but not in the sense of like, hey, I want to go blow all my money, right? Living, living with zero money is not good. But if you have like, if you have 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand, you're thinking about like trying to figure out what to do, right? Like, well, do I... Do I want to do I want to start a business? Do I want to sell stuff on Amazon? Do I want to learn something? Right? Do I want to go? You know, I don't know. Just go buy a shit ton of books and you know, read a ton of books. Oh, right? Like I don't know. Like you know, like do do I want to go take four months off of work, take a leave of absence, and go visit? You know, go visit places. Right? Yeah. Like, is there something that that you would rather do than put in the stock market? And I, and I realize the stock market is. Right, that's where retirement, and at some point in time, you have to take charge of your retirement. Right, if you're 25, it's a whole lot easier to save now, and then you know, compound interest help you over time. Right, so it's just it's just a give and take of like, where do you think you're, you you want to be at? Yeah. So if if you're thinking just short term, right, like no, you probably don't want to put your money in the stock market. But if you're thinking the the 20 to 30 to 50 year mark. Yeah, the stock market still makes sense because it's probably going to come back in twenty to fifty. It's probably going to yeah. come back in thirty years. And if right? it doesn't come back, then your money's not going to be good anywhere. Right. Well, if you're, <laughs> right. So if we got bigger problems if it doesn't yeah. come back, right? So even though we're at high highs right now, we'll hit the high highs again. It just may be yeah. a five to ten year gap yes. of like you have to sit on the S and P five hundred or sit on you know whatever stock you bought. You may have to sit on it a while for it to come back. Well, yeah. say you have twenty thousand dollars in four hundred one k right now, or since we're young, you know, a smaller amount. Mm-hmm. That's still you're still gonna be in the stocks, right? So right. You're, you're still you're so still gonna own. Say and it crashes. Four hundred one k usually a mutual fund, right? So it's usually spread out. It's usually somewhat diversified. Of like, if a company goes bankrupt, you're not gonna lose as much, right? But if it, if it goes down, right? If we if we have a 60 percent correction, well, it's gonna take five to ten years to come back. But after five or ten years, you'll be back where you're at, right? Yeah, and you'll still have your the amount of stocks that you had prior, right? And you'll still be buying during that five to ten yes. years just coming back you up, know, right? Like. During the 2008 uh, financial crisis, I, I heard this quote where someone asked Warren Buffett how much he lost during the financial crisis, and he said, I lost zero dollars because I didn't sell anything. Because I didn't sell anything, right. <laughs> right, because in two years, it was back where it was at. Yes, yeah. Right, so, he, yeah, you didn't lose anything because he didn't sell anything, right? Because it's all, it's paper valuations, right? It's come back to the paper valuation thing of, like, it's the, it's worth this much on paper. Well, if you had to turn that into cash, like, you'd be rough getting that same amount of cash out. Yeah. The way that it'll catch you, though, is if you have a bunch of loans out of that time that the market crashes. Potentially, right? That I mean, that's kind of just being smart about your money of like, yeah. I don't you, want 10 loans out, you know? If, if you have $2 extra in your paycheck every month, that's probably a problem because if you go a month without a paycheck or three months without a paycheck, you're going to have problems and people knocking on your doors because they want their car payment and want their house payment, right? And so being in over your head on with debt is just bad in general. That's, I would not ever recommend that, period. Even if we're in the best market in the world, I would still not recommend being in over your head over with debt. Yeah. Right. And if you are in over your head with debt, you better have enough money to cover a year of not making any income so you can keep paying the debt. So they don't repossess everything and then Right, because you'd you're like calling. to have a house. Yeah. Because that's really the biggest thing is like, hey, yeah, you, your, stock, your 401k could be worth half, but if you lose your house, that's a bigger deal. Yeah, then you're going to have to pull. Then... Then most people would be selling their 401k stuff, and then they lost a lot. Right. Then you're really up a creek because you sold out at when your 401k was worth half because you had to have money to pay for something, you know, right, because you didn't have a house, right, or you didn't have a job, right? So that's a bigger issue 
that that's that's where really where you'll get caught is not a sense of I shouldn't have put my money in the 401k. It's I did stupid stuff with my money outside of the 401k and had to sell while the market was down because I did stupid stuff outside of the 401k. Right. I didn't put money. You had in, to liquefy your assets too. Right. I, I didn't put money in that I didn't need. I should have I should have been using that money smarter and not and not just buying everything inside. We got off a long tangent off of that, but useful, useful, Some, and related, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, a little bit of macroeconomics. <laughs> I learned a lot. I don't know if that answers your question of should I put my money in the stock market right now. I would, right. So there, there's a I mean, side I of on, I said I I uh, still I agree with you that in, it's in, overvalued right now, and I'm paying off loans rather than investing heavily. But I am investing in right in just a S and P 500 index. But yeah, and I, I'm I worry. I worry people. Too many people hear somebody say the market's overvalued. I'm not going to put money in, because it's it's usually the math usually works out better to go and put money in yeah. and to save the money, right? And then not sell, when right? It and hits. to not. It, but the fact you can't freak out and be emotional when it goes down, right? Yeah. And so there's that side of the coin because you got to have a big enough picture of I'm going to look at the 20 year mark. I'm not going to look at the five year mark or the two year mark, right? Yeah. So. I don't want to downplay that you should be saving money and I don't want to pay for your retirement because I'm going to be saving money. I don't want to be paying into Social Security just because you didn't think ahead, right? Yeah. That's not where I want to be at. And that's, that's, what, that's the world we live in right now, right? We, we live in a world where I did like somebody didn't think ahead and somebody else did think ahead. Well, now the person that did plan and thought ahead and sacrificed is paying for the person that didn't sacrifice and was stupid with their money for the last 40 years. Yeah. Right, that's the world we live in, but I don't want to keep going down that path, right? I'd rather back away from that, which we're not going to back away from it because that's not what's politically right, right? Unless we have a really big problem, we're not going to back away from it. So it's just going to keep getting worse. But that, I mean, that that's the long and short of where we're at. But anyway, like I say, you should be planning ahead and thinking about the future. But there's also the side of the coin of if you're really worried about the stock market being overvalued, well, you know, maybe the maybe you want to use the money for something else. Yeah, well, you you want to split it. You want to diversify it a little bit. You want to put it in. I see, like me. I'm paying off loans early, mm-hmm. and I know I know that historically the stock market's going to return eight percent, and my loan is only a three percent interest. But yeah. because I'm a little bit wary, I'd rather put the extra money into the loans rather than all into the S and P. Right. Which historically, would be the smarter move, but it, this is the my move is the lower risk. Right, right. It's it's, it's how comfortable you want to be with risk, right? Yeah. It's exactly exactly what you said, right? If I can get rid of a monthly payment. If I lose my job, that's a monthly payment I don't have to pay. Yeah. Right. So if I have to go three to six months without a job, this is where I don't think a lot of people could fathom. Like a lot of people have issues right now of like, you just can't imagine going three to six months without a job. Well, you should be able to go three to six months without a job. You should have some you money sitting there, right? Emergency and fund. And so, can't Hartman in right, here. Right. So right. So anyway, so it's a matter of, of if you right. So it's a matter of risk, right? If so, if you if you have more loans, it's riskier, and you could have you could have a bigger problem, right? If if you for some reason can't pay the loan, right? That's a problem. Yep. And so, anyway, so it's that risk. It's a risk factor of yes, you're going to make more money if you kept the loan, right? Because that's some interesting math of like, well, interest rates are fracking low right now. Yep. Well, so it makes sense to get a crap ton of loans. Well, kind of, right? Every loan you get's adding more risk, and at some point in time, you're going to get caught. Yeah. Like at some point in time, you will probably get caught. Yep. So anyway, so that that's that's definitely the risk versus. Like, you know, there's some point in time you want to play it somewhat safe and be like, okay, I have way too many loans. Like, some yeah, loans are fine, <laughs> but, like, I need to back off my loans and, yeah. like, actually ha- like yeah. to actually own something in yep. my life, right? And have so, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, yeah. it's somebody taking my car, right? Yeah. Because I own my car. Yeah. You know, so. Well, 
like I said, we got off on a tangent, but it was well worth it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming by, Chance. Of course. It's uh, been an honor. I'll see you in five minutes since you live with me. <laughs> um, but anyways, this has been Simply Technical. Thanks for stopping by.